Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. You just let me know when you're ready. Thanks. (laughs) There's a cheesecake in the fridge with my name on it, but you take your time. A vegan cheesecake? You betcha. Written by Caitlin D. Fryers, or is it (laughs) DeFryers? However you prefer. Was it D, Uh, like her middle initial? We've said her name 9,000 times. You know what it is. Now you're just confusing yourself because, yeah, it's Caitlin D period Friars. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, she was in a bunch of she did a bunch before. Okay. I think I said to Friars. <laughs> you have before. Why didn't you tell me? Because you were ju- like you like were just messing up because you're a noob. It's fine. <sighs> People love it. Hi, and welcome back to Why Not a Winona Earp fangirl podcast. Hey, Casey. Hi, Anne. How you doing? I'm fine. You look wet. <laughs> uh, I'm a little hot. <laughs> Mm, a little hot and sticky not in a good way (laughs) Um, mm, look what i'm drinking i'm drinking um uh an (gasps) old-fashioned for the first time what i don't like it well then you didn't do it right here's the thing i had a girl's night out and there was this drink i tried there it's called the aviation. Okay. It's like gin and lemonade and it comes in a bottle. It's all ready to go. Oh, it was so good. Uh-huh. And then I tried to find it again. And then I was at Costco yesterday for the first time since the pandemic, fully vaxxed mm-hmm. and I was hungry. Mm-hmm. It was a disaster. Mm-hmm. I spent so much money. Anyway, they had this whole variety pack of these on the rocks to go drinks, mm-hmm. one of them being this aviation. And it had an old fashioned in it. It had all these other drinks. So this is a Knob Creek. No. Old fashioned. Nope. I don't like it. I even had square ice cubes. You shouldn't like I it. It's added not the same. Some Sprite. I added some maraschino cherry no. juice and some cherries. No. No, it's not the same. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't I'm, um you can't I'm, judge an old-fashioned on a bottled pre thing of old-fashioned also were you the person who could tie a cherry stem with their tongue pretty sure i can i do recall sitting in that dive bar in appleton you me and mo and it was the time that the people next to us were super, super creepy. And then Maurice and I just pretended we were together. <laughs> and he seamlessly fell into my plot so quickly. Uh-huh. Like he played along so fast. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. I don't remember. Do you remember no, that place? what dive bar? You know, I'm not going to remember the name. It was like a dive bar. There were two places we would go. We would go to the dance club place. Mm-hmm. And then there was like this little hole in the wall. The gay bar? Dive bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's not a dive bar. It has a great tiki bar out the back. Also, every time I drive past a dive bar, I think to myself, oh, I could take Ian there. There's one down the road called um, Hot Dog Sammy's or something like that. <laughs> something weird. But they have karaoke Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 
That's a big commitment. <laughs> We're going. Why are we really here? We're here to talk about why Nona Earp. Let's do that for a bit. We're on season three, episode eight. It's called Waiting Forever for You. It's written by Caitlin D. Friars, directed by Grant Harvey, and, and aired on September 7th, 2018. Or as you like to say, Caitlin DeFriars. 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 Caitlin DeFriars. And uh, what did you think of this episode? You only watched this one once. Yeah, I just ended it. Just ended it. You're right hot now. off the fre- hot off the press. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not my normal like watch it a few times and then put my feedback in it. I was trying to watch it and get into it and do the feedback all at the same time. So, so what's your general pros? consensus? Uh, like what? If I liked it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course I liked it. I'm not expecting you to not like it. Isn't it one of my favorite episodes? It's like one of those, like we went from a super funny episode. I did think of that, like last episode's writer. I really like, I think her name was Noelle. Mm -hmm. Um, I really loved that episode so much. So to come off of that, I'm sure was challenging, but I mean, it wasn't a bad episode. No, there's no bad episodes, but it's like, yeah, we're up here. Mm-hmm. We're laughing, we're crying, we're doing all the things. Mm-hmm. And then we're kind of like, we've got this, like, they're setting some things up, yes. right? There's some, there's some backstory. There's some stuff's building. Mm-hmm. Something's going down. Yeah. We don't know what it is, totally. but some people are back. Some people are back. Back again. Yeah. <laughs> Good is back. <laughs> you got this girl. You got this. Getting ready for hot dog sandwich. I am so hot right now. Okay. Anyway, do you want to start? Sure. Who want me to start? We can start. I can start. Where where are we? Where are we? We're at Shouties. And Winona is attempting to teach Jeremy a little game of pool. Um, he is he's not quite getting it and pretty much sucks at it overall and claims that that's why that people don't ever want to play with them. Um, and you would think that telling someone to aim at the placenta stain on the ball and hit it right into the corner pocket slash stirrup would be a great teaching moment, but it just was really pretty fucking gross. I don't know how else you would teach someone how to play pool. That that was it? Yeah, that should be. That should be about what it. What else do you need to tell them? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, whatever. Um, and so Jeremy asked Winona if she could just pretend that she didn't just give birth on the table. And she claims that it isn't even the grossest thing that's ever happened on it. So Jeremy thinks that Winona may have um, pulled to talk to Doc into getting a new table. And Winona's like, I'll pass, um, explaining that Kate is the only one with pulling that ass chap these days. I was like, huh? She's the only one who has pull with that ass chap. What does that mean? Well, he's like, do you have any pull? He's like, oh, if only someone had pull to talk to Doc into buying a new table. Yeah. And she's like, hard pass. Kate's the only one pulling that ass chap these days. Pulling that ass chap? That is the weirdest thing. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. But again, does he wear chaps? Is that what it means? Ass chap? Or is she just joking? <laughs> I think he wears chaps like like he's into shit like that. for sexy time just for sexy time that would be talk about awkward i mean we everybody has some awkward moments but that would be real awkward. i think you're gonna say everybody has chaps <laughs> you don't let me let me pull them out i'll show you right I'm now i'm wearing 
baby Yoda underpants right now. You think I have chips? No. Especially after the conversation we had the other day. But anyway, so she um she then says that she she's not losing Doc and that it's um it's a welcome to the mustache thigh burns if you want him offer. So Jeremy doesn't take that offer saying that um, he's actually taken by a guy with only a fraction of Doc's PTSD, if he only knew. And Jeremy is claiming that Robin is just fine. And then he made the relationship like text-based for the moment, which I'm very pro. It's perfect way to have a relationship. Winona thinks that Jeremy just needs to squeeze the juice out of that lemon before he does something stupid and becomes a vandalizer of your heart. She almost says vampire. <laughs> Winona tells him to just call him and set up a date before he starts fang banging his old wife. And Jeremy's like, um, yeah, that's not a thing. So just then Charlie walks in and Winona falls to the floor, claiming that she's lost her umbilical cord. And that was just so fucking gross. And Jeremy's like, um, you don't, do you mean your dignity? And apparently Charlie, um, the friend with the big hose has texted Winona three times and she's ghosted him. So Jeremy pulls a fast one and calls to Charlie and says that there's something hot under the table and then he should hose it down with his big hose. And then, gives Jeremy um, and then Winona is like, fuck you, whatever. And gives Jeremy Bullshire's ring. Um, and then he takes off. Jeremy takes off wishing her luck posing the deal. <laughs> He's so funny. And so Charlie walk, walks around the corner of the table and is like, uh, Hey, so when Winona says that he, she got his messages and um. He says, yeah, and I got yours loud and clear. I get it. You don't want anything with strings. And Winona then says, uh, you know, but I do like to eat. And I like eating when um, I'm looking at some nice faces. So they decide to go to dinner. I just like the part where she's like, uh, I would love to. And she's like, are you sure? And she's like, does Shorty cover this thing once? Oh, yeah, that's right. Pork? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. She's like, yes, the answer is yes. We're having dinner. <laughs> uh, did, did I tell you that I kept my kid's umbilical cord when it fell off? Yes. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I do know well, why. Well, now but... it's like a little piece of leather, I'm sure. Just like a little. Oh, my God. I was going to say it basically looks like a piece of beef jerky. Yeah. Which I just ate. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never look at it the same. This is how I get you off meat. <laughs> Make it really gross. Now I want more beef jerky. Oh, you would. What it is. <laughs> um, so then we see Bolshar and he's back. He's around and he's at the salt flats and he's waving his hand over an old book. And we hear like the earth cracking and some hands start coming out of the ground, followed by a headless torso. And then he unwraps a charred head and places it on the body and says, do not fail me this time. And then he hands her this weapon that looks like a dinosaur jaw or something and says, fetch. And it's his wife, Constance Cloody. I was like, she's not looking good. She's not. She is not looking good. No. Do you have something else to say about this? 
No, she just doesn't look good. My last she thought was there. She is walking so slow away from that salt, whatever, that it's going to take her 29 years to get to town anyway. So nobody has to worry. And scene. <laughs> Maybe she called an Uber. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she teleports. I don't we, know. Again, transportation. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe they have light rail. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) I'm going to doubt it highly. Highly. Um, So now Doc is at Doc Kate's place, which I can't. Oh, the mansion. And um, he walks up on this dude that's tied to a chair and is like, Kate, what is this? No, wait, that's not right. Why did you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, not Kermit, Kermit the Frog, Fuzzy Bear. Who were you? Just Kate, what is Cookie Monster? I was like, Cookie Monster. was <laughs> <laughs> Cookie Monster. You thought like a Muppet. <laughs> Kate, what is it? <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> you do it. Oh, God. Kate, what, what is, is- <laughs> Whatever he says, Kate, what is this? He's like, Hey, Kate, what is this? Kate, what is this? <laughs> and um, she's like, uh, Bon appetit, it's a succulent fillet of jackass. And she says, The dude is a gift because she knows how hard it is for a newbie vampire. And Doc gets all growly and says, That she, <laughs> I am not yours, I'm not yours. <laughs> no, she's not his mistress, and he can hunt for himself and then he is not hers and kate doesn't dig that so she says um you know he knows i'm here he she was looking down at the table or something like that and she goes he knows i'm here and then the asshole wakes up and she goes in on him and bites his neck and shit as doc is leaving yeah he's like who knows you're here? And I'm thinking, dude, you're tied up. Yeah. Now is not the time to get like the hot goss from the vamp lady. Right. Like, just shut up. And he like, says, this is your chance to like, like try to get out of it somehow and convince her to let you go. But he just like everything he does, just he makes it worse because he calls her a bitch. And then he's like, I like it kinky, but I got to go potty. Yeah, I have to pee. Yeah. Well, you know what? You should have thought about that before you got yourself tied to a goddamn chair. Yeah. But then she straddles him. And not in a friendly lap dance sort of way, but in a, I'm going to bite your neck and suck all your blood out and kill you. My first thought way. was she's going to get pee all over him, all over herself. Cause he's going to go potty. He's gonna go potty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was growly and bitey and bloody. It wasn't one cute. Yeah. I don't think that turned out the way he fantasized about it, but whatever. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> then we're in the woods and Robin's in the woods and he's picking up trash while he's on the phone with Jeremy. And he's asking about what he should wear and what he should bring. Should he bring crackers, nuts, cash? And Jeremy says none of the above uh, because it's just super cash. NBD, it's a BGD, which stands for big gay dinner. My favorite kind of dinner. Mm-hmm. I miss them. So mm-hmm. I miss big gay dinners so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out Waverly's a great hostess, um, which I you know, couldn't have guessed that because the last time she hosted Girls Night Out, she scissored a stripper. So, <laughs> and had a skull guacamole bowl. But is your house possessed again? 
She scissored a stripper. Remember Girls Night Out episode where she was like getting all ready for the party yeah. and she just had her skull all casual up on the mantle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Doc was eating the chippies. Yeah. Like he's never had chips before. Yes. Well, I think that's the last time we saw her host a like I just want to get back to the scissoring the stripper. She did that. <laughs> yeah, she like she stabbed oh, the, she st- the guy <laughs> in the neck. <laughs> You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. what I miss. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, she calls my notice. She's sincerely like, she's scissoring. No, not that kind. But I'm so glad that's the visual you had in your head. I was like, it's totally on brand. I totally miss that part. That comes in a different episode. <laughs> that's in season that's four. In season four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's Oh. okay <laughs> now, you're all up to speed now you remember the show we're watching yeah that, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. it's on sci-fi you're Jesus. not gonna get that kind of content no. <laughs> uh so where was i so yeah and robin's excited and then um we see doc with glowy vampires lurking in the forest and then uh Robin brings up the whole curse thing, asking if it's a rumor or a family joke. And Jeremy's like, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and then he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out, out pulls out, pulls out Bolshar's ring. And then he's like, yeah, like how those kids on Party of Five pretended to be orphans for sympathy. Did you watch that show? Mm-mm. I did because Nev Campbell was in it. Oh, I never watched it. Um. And then he's like, they were orphans, Jeremy. And Jeremy's like, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Like he hasn't watched it, but he was meaning to. Uh, and then he says that they need to be there by seven for pre-drinks. And then there's going to be mid-drinks. And then there's going to be post-drinks. <laughs> but it's going to be easy breezy. And then he locks Bolshar's ring away. And then we hear Robin being attacked by Doc. Oh, God. I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, Damn, Doc is hungry and he's out there like a wolf. Like, hungry like a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the Duran Duran music. <laughs> and I'm hungry like a wolf. There we go. There he is. I've just been smoking cigarettes so I can get a really good Doc You're doing voice. a good. Yes, good. Um, um, so, yeah, but- I was like in shock the whole, that whole scene. I'm like, no, no, no. That's what you've been worried about mm-hmm. this whole time. I know. So then we're at the um, Black Badge Division's office and um, Doc comes running in and holding Robin saying, you know, Jeremy, don't panic. He's still alive. And Robin says that Doc smells like sex tobacco. <laughs> no, I was like, this is a good candle. I think Bed Bath & Beyond has I don't that. know. They're 50% off right now. We should go check. <laughs> So Jeremy catches on to what's happening and he um, holds up a pencil cross and <laughs> says, holy shit, you had Kate turn you. Doc says that Robin tasted like foul, rancid earth and he wonders if he's still ill. And Jeremy's like, fuck you, dude. You don't get to decide who's ill or not. And Doc claims that he brought him to the BBD. So it was the best thing that he could do. Jeremy says, if this is you making things right, no wonder why Nona is moving on. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. that was a big big um knife to the heart and then so doc gets pissy and yellow-eyed and says yeah so i uh 
never mind. He says, yeah, so am I. Adios. <laughs> Jeremy is worried about Robin, but he feels fine. He feels nothing, which I thought was really bizarre. Yeah, I do not like I don't like seeing Doc and Jeremy's bromance and shambles. No, like it was really sad. Like, what's to stop him from just vamping Jeremy? Or what's any of them? Exactly. Any of them. Do you think that if Robin wouldn't have tasted bad, Doc would have continued? Yeah, he wouldn't have. I think the... he only stopped because he tasted rancid. Yeah, because he doesn't have, he's a newbie still. He doesn't have the power to stop. And then Robin's worried that he's going to miss big gay dinner. And he sees his arm and he's like, oh, is it that albino squirrel? Oh, yeah. All aggro and again. I couldn't. <laughs> Like it's happened I, before. I couldn't tell either when it, when they looked at, when the camera panned over him to him and he said that it kind of looked like a bone was sticking out, but I think it was just his jacket. But I had to rewind it like three times, and I'm like, is that a fucking bone? And I didn't understand either why he was like not feeling any pain at all until later. Yeah, we find out later. Uh, and then we're at the diner. And Winona and Charlie are having dinner at the fanciest place in town. Um, and I do love that Winona, she's not a girl who orders a salad in a glass of water. She sure isn't. Instead, she goes balls to the wall and she orders what, like three entrees? Yeah, like eggs, Benedict, spaghetti and meatballs and something else. I can't oh, chicken yeah. balls or something. <laughs> it's like she's at one of those Greek diners at 3 a.m. Mm, yes. and just get everything. <gasps> Of a turkey club as big as my head and a burrito. Um, and Charlie's like, so this is Purgatory's finest restaurant. She's like, hey, they have breadsticks and knives that look like little stores, but little stores, little swords, five stars. <laughs> um, but what really struck strikes me is that she's buttering her breadstick. Who butters a breadstick? Oh, okay. Like, I mean, I think I've only had those kind of breadsticks at like Olive, Olive Garden, Garden and those are already soaked in butter. You don't. They're but already if they're, soaked in butter and garlic. Yeah. But if they're dry, what are you just going to chomp on a dry old breadstick? You like just kind of like dip them in oil and vinegar. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Look like a dippy oil vinegary place. You'd have no, been better at like little butter packets yeah. like, in the little <laughs> exactly. like tub. You'd have been better off asking for some ranch. True. Uh, and then Charlie asks what it was like to grow up in purgatory. And she starts like kind of getting uncomfortable. And we've never really seen her on like a proper date before oh. where someone has to get to know her. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's really kind of cute. Um, like Doc just knew all her shit. Dolls just knew all her shit. And um, this is someone who's just doesn't know her history and just like has to get to know her, right. which I thought was just kind of sweet and vulnerable. And she just seemed completely different with him. Um, and she's like, well, I could tell you about how shooting my dad put a damper on things, but that would probably put a damper on this fancy feast we're having too. Um, and then she's like, I, I just, I'm not sure why I thought dinner was a good idea. And then he's like, he's surprised uh, that she asked him, because he was promised a hot mess, but all he sees is a smart, beautiful sasma with some butter on her chin. I know. And then she's just like, well, you know, bad shit just follows me everywhere. Um, and he's like, well, I run into burning buildings willingly. So, and then she tries to outdo him and she's like, well, I'm, I'm kind of like Batman. And he's like, okay, well, but then I'm Lego Batman. And it's just all sweet and first datey. Um, and he seems like he's down for everything. It's like, whatever throw it at me. I can handle it. And then he says, buckle up buttercup. And he's not scared away. Oh. Um, 
And then there's this tapping at the window <laughs> of the diner. And of course, it's Jeremy. And he's got to talk to Winona because he's just discovered that Doc is not a vandal. He's a vampire. And he knows this because he bit his maybe kind of boyfriend. <laughs> not good. Um, and Winona's worried and asks if Robin's okay. And it turns out that he's not going to turn because he was... Um, and that he was glamored when Doc bit him. So he just thinks he was bitten by a Caucasian tree rodent. But Jeremy really wanted him to stay safe and PTSD free. And then Winona starts to storm off. And Jeremy's like, well, what are you going to do? Where, where are you going? And she's like, what I always do, fix it. And then he gives like a yes and a little fist pump. Like, Winona's going to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Winona goes and tells Charlie that it's steak night, but not the filet kind. Uh, she means the vampire slaying kind and asks if he's in and. He's in. It's in like Flynn. In like Flynn. Yeah. Like, what do you got? Let's do it. Right. You're going to kill some vampires? Right. <laughs> so Doc comes into Shorty saying that he got her text, assuming that Winona was there and that he's really sorry about what he did, but he was, um, you know, in a haze and he didn't realize that it was um, Robin, but he brought him to Jeremy. So boom, um, like that was fine. And all of a sudden he walks into a rope circle soaked in holy water and Charlie is there saying that Winona set this all up so she could get some time with Kate without interruption. And so he stepped into the circle. How did he step into the circle if it was covered in holy water? No, he like walked and then Charlie kind of like circled it around it real fast. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, what the hell just happened? So then meanwhile, Winona kicks the door in at not Kate's house and calls out to the lady bloodsucker to show herself. And Kate shoots a lamp out right next to Winona and says that she was wondering when Winona would pop in. Winona says, why do you get a better entrance? And Kate says, I've been working on them for a century. Right. And we're back at the homestead and Jeremy and Robin show up and they're greeted by Waverly and Nicole. And Jeremy's just like all nerdy and nervous and bumbling and um, when Robin goes to say he was bit, Jeremy's like bit, bit cold. He's a bit cold. And he's just like kind of dancing around this whole situation. Right. And then Waverly asks how he feels about potatoes. And he makes a joke and he says he finds them appealing. <laughs> <laughs> she takes him to the kitchen uh, to help out while Jeremy continues to bumble with Nicole asking if she gets a crown for being sheriff. And then um, just then he's like, have you talked to Winona? Because that's really what's on his mind yeah, right now. He just like, really he wants, just wants to, know. to know. Does she know what's going on? Because he doesn't want to be the one to spill it. But he also is like, where the hell's Winona? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, so then Winona, ha- we're back at the mansion. And Winona has the peacemaker pointed at Kate saying, um, your husband bit someone, an innocent person, a friend. Kate's like, nah, no big deal. He's hungry, and that's the price we pay for having Doc forever and ever. And Kate asks Winona if she's blaming Doc's choices on Kate. Kate thought that Winona was the progressive type. And Winona says that sexy lady vampires isn't exactly the hashtag modern feminism either, which I love when people say hashtag. It's so funny. Um, so Winona blames Kate for tricking. Hashtag I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hashtag I know you know. Uh, hashtag I F Y K Y K or you know you know <laughs> oh if you said F you should be so I I've been <laughs> drinking <laughs> I can't spell it oh, right so Winona blames Kate for drinking 
for drinking, <laughs> great, for tricking Doc and seducing him with um, her designer vampire pheromones. And Kate giggles and is like, whatever. Is that what you want to believe? And Winona says that she's going to shoot Kate through Kate. Now I'm thinking about drinks and cake. Through Shoot Kate through her undead heart and give Doc back his soul. Kate instead tells Winona to come on, whiskey is warm. And Winona, of course, can't pass that up. So they're pointing the guns at each other when Kate drops the bomb that Doc is actually responsible for turning Kate into a vampire. Winona says that Kate, um, she thought that Kate was always a vampire. And Kate's like, yeah, well, I lied about that. So, and she tells Winona to have a seat and she does. And Kate explains that her family's from Europe. They weren't vampires. They were um, nobility. Nobility is the right word. Yeah. Um, but um, as history has proven, people who look like Kate have a tendency of being left out of history. So they left and came to the U.S. and they found a cesspool. So they were going to return to Europe, but she had a talent of knowing things like tarot. Um, then she met a man who refused that she refused to read. And we see this like whole like dream sequence thing going on. Um, not that she couldn't, but that she wouldn't read his um his cards. <laughs> what did you just do? Did a bug jump at you or something? Did you almost fall out of I just got this thing pop up that says Windows update, but it was so loud in my earphones. <laughs> I almost just pooped my pants. I just saw all I saw was you like flinging back in your chair. Like, you know, when remember those things that those people would send you in emails and it'd be like, watch this car ad carefully <laughs> and you'd be like glued to the screen waiting and it's like the serene car and then it'd be like the scream <laughs> i hate those jump scare things but that's what you just looked like <laughs> literally my heart stopped and they have those on tiktok too like all the time what? yeah it's fucking crazy um so <laughs> so anyway she uh refused to read his cards um you know, she could, but she, she wasn't going to. So the man threatened her and Doc was like sitting there behind Kate. They obviously didn't know one another, but he had been kind of listening in and tells the dude to back off and points a gun at the guy at the same time that Kate points a gun at the guy. Um, and the guy ends up leaving. And so for a, a thank you, she bought him a drink while he grabbed the tarot cards off the table, like all sneakily, he palmed them. Them. Yeah, which I thought was so interesting because, A, who would have thought of that? Right. Did he know that dude? Did he know who that was? Did he know? Why would he take them? Why, why would, he... would he think it's important? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was on the cards. Like, and now she doesn't have a full, a full deck. deck. Does she exactly. know she doesn't have a full deck? Thank Has she you. just been doing fortunes and tarots for the next century? Without those With cards. An incomplete deck. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but she yes. obviously found a different deck because of what happens later. Do you think she counts her cards? Like you have to count 52 I'm cards. I'm sure she did at some point realize like, oh, those have not yeah, come up in have, really long Yeah, time. exactly. Or maybe she could just feel it. Maybe. Did you ever do did tarot? She... I have tarot cards right behind me. Oh, I was going to say, I used to do tarot all the time. I can't remember how to do it. I had I have like three. I have a new deck and then I have two old decks. Mm. I was really into it for a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. I ended up burying mine because I heard that that was the only way that you could like really safely discard them. Discard. Discard. <laughs> Did I say discard? Discard oh, the card. That's what I heard. Um, so yeah, I buried them. What if they what if they what if they come back up like Clutie? I'm fucked. <laughs> Fuck. Where did you bury him? Damn it. Which house? Where were you? Um, way downtown Milwaukee. That cool up that trendy place? You buried him in that backyard? We should go look for him. Do you think you could no. find him? Mm-mm. You didn't like bury him in a special spot? I don't remember. What if some kids are playing and then they I just feel like this is like a buried treasure now. Mm, I'm not worried about it. I lost a really good scarf that I always wrapped him in. I'm going to go find him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you do that. Him. I'm going to give them to you. Good luck. God bless. Because <laughs> nobody's going to be questioning the woman who's digging in people's <laughs> yards. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, folks. Okay. So, and are we at Shorty's? Yeah. Rich shorties. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's asking how Doc ended up taking a bite out of Robin. And Doc's like, let me out of this rope and I'll show you. And he and Charlie are doing this whole thing where you go back and forth about mm-hmm. who's better for Winona bullshit. And Doc tells Charlie he's just uh, a passing whim. And then the door opens. And who is it? Constance. Constance fucking Clutie. And Doc's like, hey, Charlie, welcome to purgatory. And uh, she seems to be looking for something. And Doc tells Charlie uh, to let him loose. And then Charlie grabs Clutie's arm and it comes (laughs) off. And then he smacks her with it. And then he throws the arm to like knock the rope to free Doc. And Doc gets out. And um, then they're looking at the body. And then that's when Doc realizes it's Constance. Mm -hmm. And then he licks his hand and he tastes salt from when he punched her through the heart. Mm-hmm. And he, he yells to Charlie that he better call Winona. It's like, call, call her. She's not going to take my calls. She's going to take your calls, right. Charlie. So then we're back at the mansion and Kate and Winona are still at the table with guns pointed at each other. And the phone is, her phone is ringing off the hook because Charlie's calling. Um, and, but she was not going to answer it. She says that they're going to leave a message and Kate says that is going on about how Winona looks a lot like Wyatt, same eyes, full of mischief and foreboding. And Winona tells Winona says that um, Kate isn't going to talk her out of shooting her with um, her fortune tellery adjectives ad verbs or nouns. <laughs> Kate didn't think Winona wanted to hear anything more about her and Doc. And Winona's like, yeah, um, not a big deal. There is no her and Doc anymore. So Kate um, is welcome to say as much about Doc and her as she can handle because Winona can handle it too. She can handle it. And Kate points out that um, Winona dropped everything and even her date to come over to not Kate's house. So Kate didn't think Winona wanted to hear anything more about her and Doc. And Winona's like, "Um, yeah, not a big deal. Because there is no her and Doc. So Kate's welcome to share as much about Kate and Doc as she can handle because Winona can handle it too. And Kate points out to um, points out that Winona dropped everything to be there, um, even her date to come over to you know the house. And Winona's just like, Well, I'm just doing my job. 
to change Doc back into a regular asshole instead of a vampire asshole. And Kate says that um, you don't make Doc do anything. He makes her. And then there's a dream sequence. And Doc and Kate just got up out of the bed after doing it. Mm-hmm. And Kate breaks it to him that she brought she bought a ticket for a coach next week because um, she's going to go home. It's not, just not working out for her in purgatory or in Las Vegas or Kansas or all the places that they went and nothing is really working out. So Doc's like, yeah, um, when you, we were going through those places, we were drunk and he, you don't really even remember them. And Kate claims that he probably won't remember her much longer either. And then And it ends with Doc coughing. And then we're done with the dream sequence. Winona's pissed because Kate left him. Winona's pissed because Kate left him alone when he was sick and scared and dying. And Kate grabs both guns and she stands up saying, what else was I supposed to do? Cry over him? Kate kind of rolls her eyes and puts down Peacemaker and Winona pulls out of a knife. And Kate's like, what the fuck? And grabs a knife off the table and Winona says, damn it, that's a bigger tiny sword. It's like we have this pissing contest with Charlie and Doc. And then we have the female version mm-hmm. with Winona and Kate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're back at the homestead. And Robin and Waverly are peeling potatoes. Cue my potato peeler phobia here. What? Uh, <laughs> I said cue my Wait, potato what peeler potato phobia. Peeler phobia? Oh my God, we had a whole Irrational Fears episode of our other <laughs> oh, podcast yeah. where I talked about yeah. being afraid of potato peelers. <laughs> Do you not know me at all? Sorry. All uh, I thought was, why the fuck are they peeling potatoes now? It's going to take forever for them to cook. Potatoes take forever yeah. to cook. Yeah. You don't wait until your guests are exactly. there. Exactly. I was really kind of upset with it. <laughs> Adulting 201. Come on. Mm. God, exactly. That's so sad that that's what we thought of. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. Um, so anyway, and they're chatting about old times and who dated who. And then Robin gets all weird and <laughs> asks what she thinks a potato feels when it's in the ground. And Waverly's like, um, yeah, I haven't really uh, thought about it. And then he talks about seeds in the ground talking to one another and that bull shark can talk to them. And then he licks a potato. What the fuck? Have you ever heard anyone talk about licking a potato before? No. You almost caught me on that one. I said, like, episodes back, something about licking a potato, and you're like, why the fuck would you say licking a potato? <laughs> and I was like, uh, because I just had I a potato in my kitchen. I had to, like, totally fucking lie and, like, make this shit up. Because you're real? like, that's the weird. Why are you saying that right now? <laughs> I was like, what? People on Twitter were like, she totally caught you. You totally had to make oh, something really? up. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jeremy's in the dining room and he's telling Nicole how Robin was attacked by Doc. And she tells him to just like slow down and take it easy. And meanwhile, she's like serving out biscuits, right? Um, and Jeremy's like, well, I I could do that if there wasn't a giant ring sticking out of your biscuit. And Nicole freaks out and drops it, which makes the ring fall out. 
And then as she's kneeling down to pick it up, Waverly walks in and looks, and it looks like a proposal, yeah. like, <laughs> but who's going to propose with Bolshar's ring? Right. But still, um, and she freaks out and is like, oh my God, this is happening. Total Waverly like, and Jeremy's like, yeah, I better be your Bay of Honor. And Nicole's like, um, this is Bolshar's ring. And I threw it away. And Jeremy's like, yeah. And then I locked it away. Um, Wynonna gave it to me. She got it from Doc. And Waverly's like, well, there's something really, really wrong with Robin. Um, and Jeremy just dismisses it. He's like, it's probably just, you know, meet the parents jitters. And then Nicole's like, Bolshar's ring is following me, guys. Mm-hmm. And then, so they're all like breaking their news, right? Yeah. Like, no, that's not the bad part. The bad part is that Bolshar's ring is following me. And Jeremy's like, uh, no. Doc's a vampire and he bit Robin. And Waverly's like, is that why Robin just licked a potato? But the funny part to me is like, that's the part that they're worried about. Like, <laughs> Robin licked a potato. That doesn't even sound all that weird. Like, you could just be being weird. But like, the other stuff seems serious to me. It does seem serious. But if you met like your bestie's boyfriend, like the first couple of times, and he was just there acting, talking about potatoes, talking about seeds, talking to each other. And oh yeah, then he licks a potato. He licks a potato. You wouldn't have been like, I'm going to, um, at BRB, just a second. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to get, and then you wouldn't sneak in by your friend and be like, your boyfriend just licked a fucking potato. That's the weirdest thing ever. (laughs) All over that. (laughs) I would have texted you from the kitchen. Um, <laughs> dude, just like a potato. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then he just leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, he disappears. He just leaves. Yeah. She's like, I think he just, I think he just left. We see Constance in Doc's trunk next, which is like gross as F. That means they had to like pick her up and touch her. Yeah. <laughs> gross. Um, and it's a, the sporty red car, so I would think that the trunk wouldn't be very big. But even Charlie is um, really impressed with the trunk size. Um, so they are out by the well, and Doc is explaining the situation, like, about the well and blah, 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 and the history and, and jazz. And Constance apparently put herself back put herself back together and drove off with Doc's car, all while flipping the guys off. Right. I saw that charcoal hand. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, oh my God. And um, Charlie's like, shoot the tires. And Doc's like, I'm not going to fucking shoot the tires. And he kind of laughs it off, which is not the reaction that I would have expected. And he says, um, it was only fair that he stole her car and now she's stealing my car. So Doc um, sets it all straight, explaining. Um, that it was Constance who put Doc in the well and that she is the stone witch resurrected by Bolshar. And Charlie's like, yeah, I'm going to need a little flow chart for this. And it's like one of those L word. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then Doc mentions that, nope, he's going to need better shoes is what he's going to need. I, oh my God, through this part, I was like, everything is so weird doc is not acting like you would act if a stone witch just took off a charred stone witch just took off with your car his favorite thing on earth and i'm like he's gonna take charlie because he's jealous of him and winona and put him down the well oh i thought for sure that's what was gonna happen well he's definitely being weird because it's like he's like he like this is What's his car's name? Charlene. Charlene. And he loves that car. Right. 
in the bottom of a deep, dark well kind of way. Mm-hmm. And here is his chance to put the witch who did him wrong in the well, mm-hmm. but he's not really freaking out about it. His like biggest fear is like, don't like, don't shoot Charlene. Yeah. I thought that was so bizarre. Heaven forbid someone would shoot his car. Yeah. So then I'm like, are Um, they connected somehow? Are they in cahoots with one another? Is he like, well, now I have my chance to throw Charlie down the damn well. Like I didn't, I was very intrigued. You were sus. Uh, Yeah, I was. I was sus. Sus. Damn it. I could have used that word. I would. And then we're back at the barn. I was very sus. (laughs) Perfect. <laughs> We're at the barn and the Scooby gang is looking for Robin and they find him in the corner of the barn, kneeling with his hands behind his back, like scratching himself raw, rocking back and forth, holding a potato, talking about how soon it will all be over and we need to fertilize the soil. Yeah, what? I'm out. Yeah. I am not. I don't know your boyfriend well enough to give a shit at this point. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know him. He's not my friend. I just met the guy. Yeah. We're just going to turn around. We're just going to pretend this this never happened. Right. And go in and and light a match to this barn. Right. Go eat some potatoes and drink some wine. That sounds fabulous right now. Some buttered potatoes and some wine. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) It'll just take me 20 hours (laughs) to peel them and boil them. them. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, but you... And you don't need to peel them. We'll just eat them as is. You just will eat them with the skin on. Can you get them pre-peeled? No. So then we're back at the mansion. And Kate and Winona are walking in circles, like in this weird standoff. And it seems like they've been walking in circles for a long time. Um, talking about, like, when it's going to all end. This, this crazy-ass standoff. Yeah. And Winona asks Kate, why does it matter how long it's going to last? Does she have a, you know, monster truck tickets or something? I've always wanted to go to a monster jam. Anyway, so um, Winona says that it'll all just go on until something more interesting happens and cue the door flying open. And guess who walks in? It's Constance. She kind of adjusts her arm, like sticks it back, sticks it on her, her um, body grabs some tarot cards, slams them down, growls, and walks off. And Kate knows that it's the stone witch. And Winona's like, how the fuck did you know it was her? I hardly even recognized her resting witch face. And Kate says that um, power recognizes power, even if it's fading. And she's looking for Doc or someone or something. They were unfazed. And Constance is unfazed. And she just comes in and then leaves. And she points Peacemaker at her. The thing glows and then she just leaves. I'm like, okay, that's that. Well, like the part where Kate's like, um, you know, power recognizes power, even if it's fading. And then she's like, she's looking for something or someone. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Those are like your two choices <laughs> in life. It's either or a someone. thing or a person. What? Right. Genius. Maybe she was just having some, just some, you know, a walk. Not really. She's, she, she was, she was clearing her mind. Clearing her head mm-hmm. as you do. And then Doc and Charlie are running through the woods and they're bickering about who can keep <laughs> up with who. And Charlie's like, you can barely stand. You need blood. And then Doc's like, don't talk about blood right now. You don't even understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking about Robin again and how he tasted like moldy earth. Mm-hmm. And then. 
just as Doc's about to faint, Charlie catches him and getting that close to Charlie makes Doc hungry and growly. Mm-hmm. And Doc gives him permission to punch him out so that he basically doesn't bite him. <laughs> My son, can you hear him? I just did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, there's nothing I can do about it at this oh, point. Oh, it's fine. Um, I'm playing Fortnite and he's freaking out. Fortnite. God, if I could, I would totally be a game a gamer if I had the time. I would just be playing video games all the time. I would too, but we only have one and he's on it 24 yeah. 7. Like I bought Red Dead Redemption because I thought I would love to play it. I can't, I can can't never get on, on it. Xbox because he's on it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was uh, funny too when Charlie, oh, you're not even done. Go. No, that was it. She, he, he knocks he, her, he knocks him out. Yeah. Did you she say gave that? Permission. He's like, yeah, go ahead, do, do it. And then he, he punches him out. So yeah. he doesn't. Oh, okay. Um, so we're back in the barn and Robin is still in the corner and Jeremy says he looks like a beautiful shirtless Roomba. <laughs> um, and Waverly and Hot want to either get him inside or get him talking. And Waverly thinks that he might be tapping the bad guy's phone lines. So Jeremy asks him what he can hear. And Robin's like, they entombed him for decades, but he's close now. And Jeremy says, Bullshar, what is he close to? And then Robin like pops out of it sort of kind of and says that um oh this isn't the bathroom and uh you know what maybe um you're gonna want to stay out of this general area here because he probably took a piss and um he says he's out there because he heard whispers and he thinks that it's the tree roots they don't want to but he's making them do his bidding you know bullshar is and robin's like yeah, I know this sounds all fucking crazy and hot chimes in and she's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm haunted by a demon's ring. And Waverly says, I touched tentacle goo and, and made lightning rods out of spoons. And Jeremy says, I was in a car crash when I was a kid and trapped with my, mo- in my, with my mom's body for three days. And now he can sense when his friends are super scared. Hmm. Now you finally know. Oh, up with Jeremy. Sad. And he feels it in his groin. <laughs> what? Did he say that? That's where his, yes, because in remember in all the other like scenes, you were like, what is up with Jeremy? Why does he say that? And, um, and then I almost told you the rest of the story. I like, remember you almost told me. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, did we get to the part about his mom? And you're like, mm, no, because like. In 301, he said he could feel it in his groin that Doc was still alive. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's right. Yes. And Winona says, uh, Winona said at that point, if you if you got to say that word, I could say vagina again. Is that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so he, Robin isn't so you know what, Robin, you're not crazy. Everyone's fucking crazy. So Robin asks then if anyone can see the charred woman in the corner. And it's Constance, of, of course. And Waverly is... It's crispy, Clutie. <laughs> and Waverly is pissed. And why can't she have one goddamn dinner party without her all up in her biscuits? So Constance goes after Hot and Waverly. And um, the ring ends up burning in Hot's pocket. And so she kind of tosses it. And Waverly grabs it and puts it on. And it fits. Then Constance comes after her and... And Waverly like tosses Constance like a with Supergirl powers and Con- yeah she like Wonder Woman punches yeah like zombie woman across the room and Constance leaves like she's like whatever um, 
after she like digs in some side of, sort of box and finds, we're not really sure. I couldn't tell at that point what it was that she found, um, but she finds something and she takes it. And then she just leaves. And Robin is like, uh, yo, is that shit normal around here? And Jeremy's like, yeah, it pretty much is. Um, and anyway, so why don't we get some wine or three and Jeremy and Robin? That whole part where she's like, uh, he's not the first person to pee in this barn. Oh, when yeah. Lily's like, uh, we have a bathroom. And Nicole's like, what's with what? Seriously, what is it? Yeah, that's right. One of my old college roommates, her boyfriend, who is now her husband and they have three kids, um, <laughs> he would sleep over all the time and he would get so drunk and high mm-hmm. that he would literally wake up in the middle of the night and just piss in the corner of her bedroom. No. Yeah. And it was the worst part about it was that her bedroom, it was, we had three bedroom apartment. That is so her, gross. So gross. Her bedroom was connected to the bathroom. Like there was Shut literally a door up. in her bedroom that went straight to the bathroom. Did she get pissed? Oh, <laughs> backpack did. <laughs> just like wake up and like he'd beat on her oh backpack in the corner or whatever. I would yeah. have been livid. But it is it's true about trail. guys peeing outside. Like my that's my son's favorite hobby in the summer. It's just like, where can he pee outside? I'm gonna pee everywhere. He marks everything. I envy it so much. Yeah. I am not a good, like, drunk pee anywhere person. No. No, I have, no. I've never peed outside before. I tried one time. I shouldn't say I never. I was at a Demi Buffett concert and I tried to once. But ever since that time, I thought to myself, I can't, unless I take off every piece of clothing, yes! I can't do it. Then one time I saw this girl who had a dress on and she just put up her dress a little bit, open her legs and pissed on the ground. And I'm like, that is a perfect outdoor peeing situation. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to go to a concert, you just wear a dress. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like, there was another time when I, we were at a party, the party got busted. <laughs> This is college, obviously. Party got busted. We were leaving. But this was when, do you remember this? You didn't go to Milwaukee at this time. But the East Side Rapist was like a huge thing when I was oh, like God. few years in college, right? So we were like, dude, <laughs> to the police officer, you want us to walk home? The East Side Rapist is like on the prowl right now. Oh and you God. just want us young college girls to just walk home by ourselves. So then he offered to give us a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Back to school or back to the college, but we're still waiting for my friend she, who was getting processed. She was getting her ticket. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the back of the car. So is my other friend. We're waiting for our third friend. And then I'm like, I have to go potty. Like I have to pee so bad. And he's like, well, I can't let you go. Like my friend's like, just go in the alley. And I'm like, I'm not going to go in the alleyway. And he's like, well, if you are going to go in the alleyway, just don't let me see you because then I have to give you a ticket for like indecent exposure yeah. also. And I was like, I'm not an alley peer. Like I just, cannot. nothing about me can make it happen. No. Right. Um, I think I'm just like afraid I'm going to fall down and fall on my own pee or something. I or don't just know. pee so all over things. your clothes. Yes, there's so many things that go through my head. It's just not happening. Right. Um, 
So I had to get a police escort back inside the party. So <laughs> the in the party that just got busted. <laughs> like, all right, fine, come on. I'm like, seriously, I'm gonna pee my pants. He's like, oh, girls, you're impossible. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, Constance Clee. Then we're back in the barn with just Waverly and Winona this time, and Waverly's you know explaining to Winona that zombie skull head Constance was going through Doc's stuff and they were the cards that were Sheriff Clutie's that mm. Doc palmed the night he met Kate mm-hmm. and then we have a flashback <laughs> to the night um, uh, that Clutie went to Kate for the reading and he was looking for something in the Ghost River Triangle he said he was close but one piece was eluding him and he couldn't find it on his own and he wanted Kate to find it so she lays the cards out like she's getting her feeling right and she's like past present and before she gets to the future card that's when she stops like we get a better glimpse of this flashback than before yep and um because now we know that she's reading cludie right this is when we yeah when we find out i don't know it's all a blur but like this is where we see like she did start to do it but then she changes yeah right right so she gets to past present and then as she gets to future she stops and she's like no, I can't do it. And he's like being a, a dick about it. And that's when Doc steps in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Um, so the one note is basically saying, you know, we have to get to Crispy Clutie before she gives Bolshar the cards. And then that's when Kate notices Bolshar's ring on Waverly's finger. And she says, don't underestimate the power of this relic. It's older than most things on earth. And then when Waverly tries to take it off, she can't get it off. Fudge nuggets. It's stuck. Fuck. What is with this ring? Right. So then in the next scene, Constance is taking the cards to Bolshar, the ones that she stole in there in the middle of a woods or something. And he draws them like he, as if Kate were doing it, you know, like the whatever. And um, when he sees the future, he starts laughing. But I rewound it 450 times trying to see what the fucking future was. I couldn't tell. Well, they were going to show us anyway. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know because it was oh, one time. That's, true. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a title, Mr. and Mrs. Clitty. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Winona and Kate show up and Winona says her name and she turns around and Winona's like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. And she and Kate kind of feel a little bad for her because she can't speak and he's made her pathetic. Right. And Winona says that, you know, you've always been a thorn in my side and for way for you've been a thorn in my side for way too long, but it doesn't mean that you deserve to be his meat puppet. And then Kate's like, you know, she's got nothing left to give. She's as cursed as you are, Winona. And then we see Winona do this ultimate act of kindness. And it's what needs to be done also. Like she's being kind, but also it has to be done. Right. And then when she aims Peacemaker at Constance, it glows a combination of blue and orange. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even she, notice like, that. Kind of puts her out of her misery. Mm. Um, and as she shot that gun, we're back at Shorty's. And and at that same time, um, Doc, like, wakes up off of the bar. His head was on the bar. So he wakes up. And Charlie's sitting there. And he, Charlie has a glass of blood. He 
apparently got it from his friend who's a paramedic and um, they got him O negative, I think he said. And he gives it to Doc saying that, uh, you know, his canines aren't meant for nachos. So let's um, do this before you fuck up everything. Um, So Doc drinks it down and Charlie says, I like her, Doc. And Doc says, he isn't stupid. He knows that he, and he doesn't know her, meaning Charlie doesn't know her like Doc does. And uh, by the by, Charlie's never going to know her like Doc does. And Charlie replies with, I know she hunts what you've become. And Doc says, Burn. she will come to understand. I don't know that she will. I don't know. Right now, I don't know. Done messed up. Hmm. And then we see Kate and Winona in a snowy field. Are they at the well? And- I thought they were at the well. No, I think they're just still where they took care of Constance. Like, yeah. They're still in that spot. Oh, I thought that was the well. Okay. I think so. Uh, Wynonna asked Kate if she can remember Bolshar's cards. And I'm like, seriously, oh, Wynonna? I can't remember what the fuck I did last week. Yeah. I think Kate can remember these cards from right. a million years ago. And Kate basically says the same thing. Yeah. Like, I did a lot of readings, sister. Um, and Wynonna's frustrated that he's always one step ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And Kate's a real gal's gal here. And she's like lifting Winona up. Yeah. They're like after the same man. And she's her hype um, girl. Yeah. She's like, you're the best demon hunter that I've seen in a long time. And you're certainly the prettiest. I thought they were going to kiss, kiss, kiss. For oh. a minute there. I don't know. Um, and when <laughs> Winona's like, are you trying to make me not kill you? And Kate's like, um, you know, that killing me won't return Doc's mortality. Right. And she's truly shocked. Winona's like, seriously, because. That's clearly what she thought was actually going to happen. Yeah, uh, And she's like, Kate, you should have led with that. <laughs> and then Wynonna goes on to say, it would be awesome if Bolshar's cards said, hey, Bolshar, you're a big old bag of deflated dicks. <laughs> and Kate jokes like, mm, I haven't seen that card before. Um, and Wynonna's like, what? There's no ye old sack of airless dingadonges card? <laughs> and Kate's like, yeah, you mock me, but you know, the tarot has a lot to say for those who will listen. And this is when Winona realizes that she's linked to Bolshar right. um, as, as the heir so that maybe they share a future also. So she wants Kate to read her cards and Kate's like, are you sure? Cause they may show you things or tell you things that you don't wish to know. Mm-hmm. And Winona's like, um, I'm made of things I wish to not know. Next scene. <laughs> So then we're at the homestead and Hot and Jeremy are trying to get off the um, ring off of Bullshar's <laughs> Bullshar's ring off of Waverly. What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, have you ever had a ring stuck on your finger? It's the scariest it, thing. I don't know why I panic. Panic. <laughs> it is full goddamn. Mine's panic. probably stuck right now. No, I can get it. Oh my god! Literally, I have. That is the most panicky experience that you can't get it off and all i can think of is they're gonna have to cut my finger off or what if they cut the thing and what if they're trying to cut the ring off and they cut my finger and oh my god it's the worst i hate that feeling so much um so anyway so they're (laughs) trying to get the ring off of waverly's finger and they see that there's a word now inscribed on the back of it like around the on the um ring part or whatever and that it just appeared since waverly was wearing it because it wasn't there before and they're like we need a dictionary as if they just have some rando like dictionary that would help them in the homestead. So, um, well, Waverly does all that research. Of course. Yeah, that's true. She may. Um, 
I thought it was, I thought they seemed extra giggly and awkward during that little scene there. Did you notice that? I was like, is this a, is this something that they made up on the fly or was there some sort of inside joke? I think going it's on? typical of those three. Oh. I feel like any time Waverly and Jeremy are together, it's just like kind of two dorks. Okay. Dorking it up. All right. Um, so that's when Winona walks in and she says that she and Bolshar are tarot twins. And she shows the cards that were pulled when Kate did her reading and she says the past is the devil, you know, because, yeah. And the present is the tower. And Waverly thinks that it's a weighing metaphor. Um, but Kate re- said it represents darkness and destruction. And Waverly is like, yeah, um, bullshit, weighing. <laughs> so um, Wynonda says that um, if he gets it, the future is to be about, and then she flips the card, and it's the lover's. And Hot said, um, yeah, maybe this is about Bolshar's Wang. And Wynonna's like, oh, my God, it's about the first two lovers that ever were. And she does the international sign with for intercourse. And this word. And Han Waverly, like, um, yeah, we don't want. And Wynonna's like, oh, my God, the first two to grab some birds and rub them on each other's bees. <laughs> And Hat's like, oh, duh, like Adam and Eve. And Waverly is going through the cards again. And Jeremy steals Winona's thunder and yells out, paradise. And th- that's what ends up being on, on um, the ring, Garden of Paradise. And Hat and Waverly are like, um, here in North America, in the Ghost River Triangle, that's kind of super weird. But then Robin and they're in like. Purgatory, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That's why would it be there? um that's that must be what he's looking for and robin then just steps in out of the outside wearing a blanket i guess i don't know and he says um he isn't looking for the garden he's already found it right and then um winona also reminds us that juan carlos said oh yes it's a sanctuary it's a sanctuary and he's looking for the garden It is crazy. What did you think stuff. of all that? Um, I well, honestly, I went right to my thoughts went right to oh, the garden is the greenhouse. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, how the where the fuck is a garden in purgatory that they haven't seen yet? How big is the goddamn Ghost River Triangle? <laughs> Again, we will never okay. fucking know. <laughs> We're at the homestead and Kate's outside on the porch and Winona says she'd invite her in, but she's not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly vampires need to be invited. Right. I because when I, the bus came and they didn't cross the line, she was like, aren't you going to invite us or yeah, whatever? And, and that's when Nelly says that. And then Winona makes that big show about John Henry Holiday. You're not welcome in my home. Mm-hmm. And then here Kate's just sitting there and can't come in because she wasn't invited. Right. I don't it's know. like the most like convenient villain. <laughs> like you literally don't have to worry nah, about nah, 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 nah. So like, <laughs> be like, I didn't invite you. You didn't get an RSVP. <laughs> mm. Um, 
Anyway, so she's like, yeah, I'd invite you in, but I'm not ready. And then it turns out Charlie left a sweet breadstick bouquet. And um, he said he'd call her later and he signs it buttercup. And this thing ever. It was very cute. Uh, Kate and Winona talk and Kate says, uh, you know, that there's something to be said about the sentimental man or one who tells you that he's feeling something, anything. And Winona's quick to point out that Kate gave up on Doc. Mm-hmm. Like this is the second time she's bringing all this stuff up. Right. And um, Kate's saying, yeah, I was hoping that he would chase me for once, but instead um, she left him thinking that he had nothing left to lose. And that's when um, he made a deal with Cludy in a last ditch attempt to escape the disease. And, you know, Winona's like ever the champion and she's just, she's defending doc here. Mm-hmm. And she's saying how, you know, Cludy threw him down a well. He was all alone. She's mm-hmm. pointing out all these things to Kate again. And Kate admits that she was playing a game and lost. And then, can you hear my daughter singing? She really thinks she's going to be an American Idol or something. I don't think that she's like, I think she has headphones on. And it's like when you That's sing to yourself, you need to and get you that on video. You sound like Adele. Yes. Have you ever you done that work. with that app? That where you sing along with the song and then it plays it back. I have never been more horrified in my life. And then I sent it to my sisters and they were dying. It is the worst thing ever. (laughs) No, but I love doing that. I love car singing, like where it's so loud and you swear to God, you're you're rocking it on stage. Mm -hmm. I've recorded myself before and it's like the funniest thing (laughs) ever. I'm like, God, I really was in a zone. Like, I thought I was really <laughs> nailing it. And then I'm like, oh, girl. That was horrific. <laughs> oh, bad. Um, anyways, but she was, and then we have the flashback. And then it's where Kate's confronting Cludie, mm-hmm. Constance. And um, she, at this point, Constance has already lost her sons at this point. Mm-hmm. And Kate's saying, you know, Doc had nothing to do with this. And then she can feel that she, that he's still alive. Mm-hmm. And Cludy's like, I'm not giving you any help. I'm not going to help you find Doc. So that's when Kate decides to go off and find her uncle Otto mm-hmm. so that she can get vamped and look for Doc for as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kate says, but in the end, it was Winona who found him, if even by accident. And Winona kind of realizes that they both love Doc. Mm-hmm. And Kate isn't necessarily the bad guy here. Mm -hmm. And Kate's like, I'm off to find a stagecoach. And it appears as though she's leaving town. She's kind of like admitted defeat and is like, she eats out of there. Yeah. It's not going to go for me. Good luck. Well, she walks out of there because yeah, I wouldn't, you know, she's got good walking. Mm -hmm. So Winona is in the barn and just kind of having a moment. It looks like, I guess, and all of a sudden, their doc is there, just hanging out, like um, in the in the back, in the in the um, sh- shadows, in the shadows. Thank you, Jesus, Lord have mercy. And um, just like the dog that Winona thinks he is, and Winona doesn't like Doc, you know, the way he's behaving now, and as a vampire. Um, but he says he became this because he's determined to be here for as long as it is required. And if Winona should fall to then fight for Alice and beyond if necessary. And Winona's like, you think I can't do this? And Doc says that um, he thinks that they need to do this together. You could just see the light vibrating off them. Winona's like, for you, because um, right now this curse is going to end with both of us. And BTW Bullshar's here 
for the Garden of Eden. And that's what the Ghost River Triangle is protecting. Doc says, dear God. And then out of the fucking darkness, Bullshar is right there and says, God has nothing to do with it. And then in the like, deepest fucking voice yeah, ever. And then he like blows some fairy dust on them or something. I don't know what the fuck happened because then we're done. End scene. End episode. Now what? Hmm. I don't What's know. I'm at the ring. Tell me. Um, what's going on with the ring? Well, it's stuck on Winona. That's all. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's stuck on Waverly. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> if you're playing along at home, this <laughs> is when you drink. <laughs> Shut up. Come on. Um, it's stuck on Waverly. You can edit that. Why don't you no, edit why would? Why would I edit it? Why wouldn't you be kind and edit it? Being kind to the listeners. See how she is, people? See how she is? <laughs> See how she is? Um, anyway, so it's stuck and I guess maybe I wonder if there's going to be more messages popping up on it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could, but she has these superpowers when it's on, which is yeah, fucking what's amazing. What's that all about? Mm-hmm. Um, she just bopped her. Just right. I don't know. What's I don't know. Um, well, then of course, Robin, when all his goofiness. Oh, I had a thought when I was watching the episode. Now I can't remember. Darn it. Darn it. I don't remember. But um, something about him and the thing, that little brain thing he swallowed. Did we figure out what that was? I think we people on Twitter were talking to us about it being a seed. Oh, a seed. A seed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and what's now going to happen with... So is he just going to progress into being fucking weirdo and weirder? weirder right. And weirder? Like, do we get rid of that? Mm-hmm. Like... And at what point is Jeremy going to be like, this is not working, <laughs> weirdo. But he's like the only available guy in town. Yeah. So how far is he willing right. to go with this? Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, and now that Kate's out of the picture, can Doc ever return to being just Doc and not vampire Doc? Does he? Can you unvamp someone? I don't know. They didn't get to that part in Twilight yet. Well, we know that. <laughs> We know that it, like killing the person who vamped you doesn't do it. Or so doesn't. She just was anything? like, no, nah, it doesn't. She could have just been totally lying. Who cares? I don't think she was lying. You don't think that she you would have. She turned out to be a good person there. Who like, doesn't want like, to die? kind of liked her. I would sure tell somebody that thinks that this is going to happen by killing me that, yeah, that's not going to happen. Sorry. Sorry about that. Don't even waste your bullets yeah, on me because that's, that's not big how old- it works. Wives tale. Mm-hmm. So vampire tale. What do you think this is? The bullshar blow. Who fucking knows, dude? I didn't know. Like I thought, oh, is that just his magical like powder to escape? You know, then all of a sudden he's not there, maybe. Like when a magician uh, throws the like poof, yes, and then disappears. <laughs> exactly what I thought. Smoke yeah. Bomb. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, does it, I have no clue. Does it take them to, I have no idea. Oh, 
What? Is Wave Winona? <gasps> Is Winona and Doc Adam and Eve? Ooh. That was the longest gasp I've ever heard from you. Because I didn't have time to process it earlier. Now it just popped in my head. <laughs> what if, what Go if on. the powder <sighs> takes them into the garden and they're Adam and Eve? Wow. Am I right? Yeah, we should probably just end this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a really good theory. It's a really good theory. Um, and the potato is like an apple. <laughs> and the snake is am I getting too biblical for you? <laughs> I think it's all biblical, is it not? They live in a town called Purgatory. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Duh. And Juan Carlos is JC. Right. That's all I got. Wow. But this is is 308. So we have 9, 10, 11, four left of this season. Now I'm really going to be thinking about this. But what would the ring be? Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Waverly is wearing it. Why does it keep coming back? Like, Jeremy put it in, well, Nicole threw it in the woods. Yeah, I mean, it's always coming back. Back on Waverly's dresser. And then Waverly gave it to Doc. No, how did Doc get it? I don't remember. But then Doc gave it to Winona. And why was it burning in Nicole's pocket? Mm-hmm. Like it was burning for Doc because he's been compromised. But why would it burn for Nicole? Oh, yeah. It was in her pocket. And she was like, ouch, ouch, ouch. And she's like, Waverly, don't touch it. And then Waverly just puts it on. Like it's no big deal. And she's like, it w- I was meant to put it on. And they're like, what does that mean? Nicole's like, what does that mean? And she's like, I don't know. Bullshar's not her dad, is it? Is he? Doc's her dad. No. Jeremy's Jeremy's her dad. Oh, I would love that. But no. The potato is her dad. <laughs> <laughs> She's just a little tater tot. Oh, oh tater, tater hot. hot. Tater hot. Tater hot. <laughs> My favorite nickname. <laughs> um, so what are you doing Thursday? during the i don't know what do you mean in the evening because i think we need to do an insta live on thursday because i think thursday you're receiving a package from a listener i received my package from the listener already <gasps> what and i opened it <gasps> and what is it i can't say but i wish i would have i wish i would have not opened it and i wish i would have recorded my reaction so now we have to record your reaction. Okay. And it should have, I, I, I'll double check, but it's, I think it's How will you know? Thursday because I'm, I've been in contact with the person who sent the thing. What did you tell me? Trust the process. 
Why you gotta be all because up was, in the? Because I was like, did Casey, did Casey get hers already? Because I was gonna post what it was, and then I was like, they were like, no, I didn't send hers yet. Oh, and I was like, okay, well then I'm not gonna post anything yet. But I thought we got them at the same time. I don't get so, nothing unless it's a pair of shorts no, from Amazon. She had she sent mine first, and she said. <laughs> Well, that's funny because I ordered all these hoodies and that was part of the thing is that. Why would you order hoodies in the middle of summer? Air conditioning is cold. You don't have it. No, but like everywhere else I go in the world. Anyway, here's the reason. Because I thought I lost my comfort hoodie. Okay. I have one (laughs) hoodie that is my comfort hoodie. (laughs) And I flipped out for like four days. I searched everywhere I had been and I was like. No, seriously, I can't find my comfort hoodie. And it's really bothering me. And everyone at work was making fun of me. And then you stress then order I, 15. So then hoodies. I went on Amazon. I went on Old Navy. I went on all the places, Gap, everything. And I bought every hoodie I could find that looked like it was kind of like my comfort hoodie. And so they've been mm-hmm. staggering in. But then I found it at the nail salon. <laughs> from the day when I got my pedicure. <laughs> oh, no. It was still there. Anyway. So little by little, hoodies have been arriving at my house. So this box is on my doorstep. And I I didn't recognize the address. So I thought it was just like one of the Amazon, you know, sometimes it comes from somewhere else, but through mm-hmm. Amazon. And it was mm-hmm. kind of heavy, but not heavy. So I was like, maybe these hoodies are thicker than I thought they were because they're supposed to be really thin. <laughs> and um, oh, uh-huh. so I just opened it and then I. I saw the box and it made sense that it was from this person. And I was like, oh, this is from a listener. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. So anyway, so we have to plan. uh, I'll double check and I'll let you know, but I'm, I'm, I anticipate Thursday. Okay. Okay. So you can swing that. Yeah, I'm sure I can. I got nothing. What do you got to do? Okay, we have one email this week. Yay. And this is this is cute. This is from Mara. And she says, Hi, you guys. I have really been enjoying your podcast. I'm new to Winona Earp and wanted a podcast to listen to as I watched. I found Why Not. And because of the cool logo, thanks, D2, uh, and the premise of the, the and the premise that someone new to the show like me was watching for the first time i decided to give it a try i was not disappointed i love your comments and banter and found myself laughing along such a great companion to the show i was totally thrilled that fleet farm culvers and menards were all mentioned yay midwest <laughs> businesses <laughs> i live in north iowa and have all three in my town yay i've I find myself excited after each episode to hear your reactions and feelings. So much fun. I'm in the middle of season two and I'm looking forward to learning more about what is up with dolls. And then in parentheses, is he a dragon? And if Winona will have a human baby in parentheses, seems unlikely. Anyway, keep up the awesome work. Not sure what I will do when I get to season four, as I only have cheap Hulu and don't really want to pay Amazon for the season. Maybe by some miracle, it will come to Netflix soon. Hoping for the best. Have a great day, Mara. So I wasn't sure if I should read this one yet because she's only on season two. Oh, I'm so So glad I didn't. Well, so she wouldn't have, she won't 
be on this episode yet. So by the time she gets to this episode, oh, she will have know. seen. The okay. Rest yes. Of okay. You're right. Too. Yeah. Um, so it's just so it's just going to take her longer to mm-hmm. to hear us read her email than it would you know, some of right. the other listeners. Right. So what she what she say? She's, she's smarty pants. She's mid season two, and we're more than mid season mm-hmm. three. So, I, mm-hmm. it, you're you're finally here, Mara. Yay! And now you get and to hear you your know email, the deal. Like a month later. <laughs> <laughs> A month. Mara, hey. You're a good guess with a dragon. But too bad he's a werewolf. Yeah. Oh, wait, she already knows. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Uh, that was really kind. Yeah. You're still drinking that, huh? I muddled, I muddled through it. Uh it's not the best. It's no, worst. no, I will get you a, a good old fashioned when you come here. What makes you think I'm coming there? Why wouldn't you? It's so far. Come in the fall. It's maybe. But you come here, the weather is great. It is not. You're sweating. (laughs) (laughs) You're sweating. (laughs) And I don't do that at all. I'm literally in my underwear. I don't sweat. That's disgusting. You glisten. I don't even. You shimmer. I don't. You sparkle. I go in front of fans. Yeah. Well, I have all the fans off right now, so they didn't make noise while we were podcasting. Oh, so that's part of the reason smarty, why. I'm smarty, smarty, smart, smart. Um, you can find us at whynot.com and you can find us on the Twitter at why not be. You got anything else you want to say for this week? No. All right. I'm really hot. I gotta go eat some cheesecake. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Okay. Hey, Schmoops. Here is my um, thought on the episode that we just recorded, 308, and my ideas, I guess. Um, of what happened at the end of the show, which I hope I can remember even correctly because, um, I, (laughs) that was last night. I think it was last night. Um, anyway, so my thought, I know that during the, um, podcast, it like dawned on me at the end. I was like, and I still am going to stick by this, that, um, I think, Bolshar with his stuff that he blew at Doc and Winona, they became Adam and Eve. So I think that is what happens. <laughs> I don't know, maybe probably not, but that they became Adam and Eve, that the apple is a potato. Um, I was thinking that Charlie was the snake, but I think maybe Jeremy is the snake. Um, and I'm running out of time. And that's, I think that's it. I'm sending a part two because I feel like I didn't really even get to finish that out, my thought out. So uh, anyway, I thought that Charlie was going to be the snake. And then I was thinking Jeremy is going to be the snake, but I'm completely obsessing about this. Last night was really bad. Like after the podcast, I just came upstairs and I was eating chips and salsa. And I just kept thinking about my theory 
Um, I don't know. It's kind of out of left field. Possibly? All right. This is enough. I have to do my daughter's hair. Good night. That's a weird one. Bullshire's balls. Bullshire's balls. <laughs> Don't you know? I can't even not say it like that. Bullshire's balls. <laughs> I was purposely doing that. Bullshire's balls. Bullshire's balls. <laughs> Bullshire's balls. Bullshire's balls. Why? Why do you turn your head when you say stuff? Because Bullshire's balls. Bullshire's. No, I got it. Bullshire's balls. Bullshires? Hillshire Sparks Balls. <laughs> no, I had it. Bullshire Balls. You said Bullshire. Bullshires. You watch too much. I married an ex murderer. <laughs> God. I haven't worn okay. underwear or a bra in three days. I just can. Do you have underwear on right now? I just keep putting on sheath dresses because I don't have to go outside for anything. I'm only wearing underwear right now. I'm not even lying. Well, I have a t-shirt on and my Yoda, baby Yoda underwear. (laughs) Bullshire's balls. Bullshire's balls. Bullshire's balls. Oh, Bullshire. I got it. Bullshire's balls. Bullshire's balls. You still said it like you're Scottish.